Everyone called him Big Red, like the gum. Big Red, I like that. Was he a detective? No, a patrolman in Belham, where I grew up. It's a city I know where it is. Why was he killed? Because he was a good man? Honest. The cold blue eyes from the balaclava squinted at her, as if trying to decipher some hidden meaning behind her words. The pregnant woman gripped the boulder that was her stomach with both hands, as if trying to hold it up. She was clearly in pain. She needs a doctor, Darby said to him. Then to the woman, Laura, how far along are you? The woman gasped. The gunman had tightened his chokehold. You'll address me and only me, he said to Darby. She's a liability. You should take me instead. If he took her as his hostage, Darby could, with a few well-placed blows, have him on his knees, sobbing and begging to return to the safety of his mother's womb. You don't know if he has a detonator, an inner voice added. If he does, and if he reaches it before you can subdue him, they'll be scraping what's left of you and everyone else in here with spatulas. I don't think so, the gunman said. You're a dangerous woman, in more ways than one, I suspect. On the conveyor belt, you'll find a black backpack. Retrieve it for me, please. The backpack weighed at least 20 pounds. The tight nylon fabric stretched to its limit. Bring the bag to me and place it on the floor, the gunman said. Now open it. Darby squatted on her haunches, found the zipper, and pulled. When she opened the mouth of the bag, a strong chemical odor like bleach assaulted her. Inside, she saw two rolls of duct tape, plastic zip ties, and what looked like a portable and battery-operated router, what everyone called a mobile hotspot, sitting on top of a mountain of what she assumed was plastic explosive. It had the color and texture of dough. She suspected the gunman had crafted the explosive himself, using some homemade recipe he'd found on the internet. Terrorists loved sharing their baking secrets. Remove the router and place it on the desk behind me. After you're done, come back to me so I can see your pretty face. Darby reached inside the bag and used a fingernail to scrape off a piece of the explosive. It was hard, like putty, and it remained trapped underneath her fingernail as she stood with the router in her hand. The gunman, she saw, had painted the areas on the router containing its make and model. My demand is simple and easy, he said after she returned. I want to speak with Mayor Edward Briggs here, face to face, in the lobby. You will escort him and a cameraman and reporter to interview me live on TV, Once the interview is over, I'll release the hostages and surrender myself to you. It's that simple. Edward Briggs is no longer the mayor. He retired last year. Your watch, the gunman said, ignoring her statement. Does it have a timer function? It does. Good. Please set it for a three-hour countdown. Darby went to work, pressing the various plastic knobs on her cheap digital Casio with its scuffed-up face. She had worn it for years, the watch and the small gold crucifix under her shirt, 
the last gift her father had given her before he died. Over the years, they felt like talismans that protected her from harm, even death. My timer is set, Darby said. Thank you. Don't start it yet. I want you to give me your full attention, because this next part is critical. Do I have your full attention? You do. You will have exactly three hours to deliver the Honorable Mayor Briggs, a reporter and cameraman, into the lobby. You and only you. If they don't arrive within the three-hour time frame, the first bomb will go off. Another bomb will go off every three hours until Briggs arrives. Do you understand? I understand. The suicide vest I'm wearing is connected to my heartbeat. If I die, the vest and the bombs I've planted in...